Hello and welcome to Fucking Hell, a Twilight podcast. We're on episode seven. Um, I'm Can find you that, believe it? I'm finding that so hard to believe. Um, I know. We are Laura and Vic, and um, if you've not joined us before, um, we are. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah. <now>. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much for for being with us. We're sorry. Um, and this podcast is basically about um, our love of the Twilight series. And today we are going to be doing a bit of a comparison between the mm-hmm. first book and the first movie. This whole series has been dedicated to this first book and this first movie, so we thought it was about time that we did um, a comparison episode. Um, But yeah, episode seven, Vic. I know. But in true, we must just say, in true Laura and Vic fashion, (laughs) don't take it like the gospel. We are going to get things wrong, especially me. I'm speaking for myself personally. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of nostalgia that we feel for this, and sometimes our nostalgia is like... The facts stay in the past sometimes. <laughs> so I'm like, you think, you know, they should be more prepared. They should be more researched. And do you know what? I think sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. You, you do. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, so many appalls if something is wrong today. <laughs> but, you know, we're episode seven. If you've been here with us from the start, this journey, you know that, you know, you know the carnage that comes with it. So yeah. we just, we're appreciative that you're here, everyone. <laughs> That's the main thing. Um, how are you this week, darling? Are you well? I'm good, but do you know what? After the stress we both had uh, yesterday, oh, well, you God. more so than me. Like, like, So just so everybody knows, we attempted to record this episode um, a day <laughs> earlier. Um, but we were um, a little bit preoccupied um, doing something completely the opposite of a Twilight podcast. Yeah. Um, we were both struggling on the internet, Vic, from the night before even, um, to get tickets for, if you're not from the UK, um, a British comedian called Peter Kay. Uh, we were both successful, yay, in the end. Yep. But um, God. <laughs> I know that you had a lot of trauma, Vic, trying to, trying to get these tickets yesterday. I mean, it was it was a whole thing. I, I, do we have time to roll the roll oh, the tape, roll V, tell the whole the, story? I, I mean, I don't okay. think Peter Kay needs any more um, airtime from anybody this week. But you know, let's just let's no. just do it. But <laughs> this is the thing, right? So I'm sure it's the same with your family. You've grown up watching mm-hmm. Peter Kay. He's hilarious. We love him. He hasn't done it for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> I would imagine this is for listeners not in the UK or surrounding areas. <laughs> um, he hasn't done a, a stand-up tour for 12 years. So it's it's literally like Panic City in the UK <laughs> and, again, surrounding areas. Because trying to get these, you already know it's going to be a nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. So O2 customer, I get an email on Wednesday. So it's, it started from Thursday, like Wednesday, Thursday for me. <laughs> so I was like, right, Thursday, I've got half a day at work, so I finish at 10 a.m. These tickets for pre-sale go on sale at 10 a.m., right? So I'm at work. I've got the app on my phone. Bearing in mind, the day before, I'm logged in, I'm signed in, I'm all good. So <laughs> I'm I'm in the app, and I, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't log me in. just keeps timing out. Go on the website, won't even let me on it. <sighs> refresh, refresh, refresh. And then it got to like 20 past 10 at work. Bearing in mind, I'm supposed to be out with Mama Mags, you know. Mm. And I was like... <sighs> It's not today, but they're going on sale again on Saturday. So, obviously, this was me and Law yesterday. Um, and I texted you, I think, what was it, Friday night? And said, yeah. look, this is a situation. I need to at least try and get these tickets. And then you were like, yeah, I, I want to get some too. I said, look, I'm in a queue. <laughs> it's so bad. This the whole thing is so wild to me. So... 
Um, and bearing in mind, I think, what was it, like 12 dates, I think, at the start? Like, barely anything. Yeah. So this is like, it, you know it's it's going to be panic city come, <laughs> come the morn. Yeah. So I'm, I get in a queue on Friday night, and I thought, I don't know how this is going to work, but my... The site that I go on is specifically for this one arena in one location. So mm. I was like, I'm in the queue. I don't know how this is going to work, but it was whittling down. And I thought maybe they're getting us in a queue and getting us in a, I don't Oddly know, that sounds so old right now, <laughs> like a holding area until 10am the next day. So I woke up, my queue time's timed out, right? I woke up at 7 which is like a lion for me. So I was like, okay, I feel refreshed. Let's get back in the queue. And I was 2,800th in the queue. I which, thought, that's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, that still doesn't seem that bad. You were 12,000 no. the night before, weren't you? So it's- Yeah. So at 10 a.m., we've got a friend coming over, Matt, shout out Matt. And I was like, I was Christmifying the house. I know it's early, but I just don't even care. Don't come for me. <laughs> and um, I was like, right, 10 o'clock. The queue is moving slowly, but it's moving. Ten fifteen, this queue is paused for an hour and forty-five fucking minutes, might I add. So I was like stunning, but I thought, you know what? Wait, like just roll with it. It's all good. Whatever, just you know, get your Uber out. Do 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 some Hoover in bed. Come on. And then I was going on Twitter because any time anything like this happens, you like if I go to Twitter, I'm gonna get, you know, just see what's going on with everyone else. Yeah. So. Then I'm I'm eating my lunch. No, the lads, Matt hadn't turned up. Jace had gone to his sister's and I was like, oh my God, the queue's moving. It keeps whittling down, whittling down. And it was my go. It was my turn, my time to shine, to come alive. And I thought, I'm going to get tickets for PK, stunning. So then it was like, please wait, we'll redirect you to the website. It redirected me and then it was like, a bit slow, chucked me back in the queue, but it kept saying that it was my turn still. Sorry, everyone, this is a very long story, but it was a harrowing time for me and this is, <laughs> need to get this up there. Um, and then it kept chucking me out, chucking me in, chucking me out. And then it refreshed again and then it said, um, your queue number is no longer valid. You need to get back in the queue. And I was like, are you fucking joking me? Oh. So I was like, stay calm, whatever. So I went into... I refreshed it and then I was behind, what was it, 144,000 mm-hmm. people. I was like, this is not going to happen. Went on another website, got in a queue with Ticketmaster, which was like X amount, and I stayed in both of them. Long story short, for this particular section, it kept chucking me out, wasn't going to get them, and if I got in, they were all gone anyway. So so did, did you like, out. I, did you give up at all in between actually getting I the did, tickets oh. but you know me what, you know me Lou, I'm a woman who gets back on the friggin horse aren't I <laughs> so the lads at this point had gone out I'd lost I'd lost all hope I'd lost a sense of myself I'd lost a sense of who I was really um, and then they went out and I was you know making fajitas because you've got to and then I thought I got another email from the arena saying that more dates had been added Mm-hmm. And they'd been coming through through the day, and you know, like, oh, okay, whatever, like, it's an automated thing. Bearing in mind, a 12 date tour turned into, I think it was 120 dates Ridiculous. by the end of last night. Till the end of 2025. Like, yeah. Ugh. So I was like, okay, do you know what? We'll try one more time. Got back, got back in this fucking queue. <laughs> this is a very long story, everyone. I'm so sorry. Um, got back in the queue, and then I was like 8,000. So I was like, but it was going down really, really fast. I was like, okay. 
same site chucked me out again. I was like, you've got to be fucking joking me. So I was like, um, and early that day I rung my dad and he was like, babe, we're not supposed to have these tickets. And I was like, I know, we're kind of, Aww. you know, feeling the spirituality a bit. We're not supposed to have them. The world doesn't want us to go. We were like, okay, fine. I thought I've just got to try one more time. Then I went on Twitter and then someone had tweeted on the, you know, when it's like trending. Yeah. It said, go on, see tickets. I was like, I'll try. And then I just kept trying dates. They didn't even want me to queue. And then I scrolled all the way to 2025. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then all of them were available. Managed to get six. Bloxy on the floor. And I wasn't even... It sounds really bad. But I wasn't even, you know, crying with happiness at this point. I was just like, oh, fucking hell. It's done. (laughs) (laughs) The stress um, is over. I don't have to care about it for three years now. So I was like, everyone needs to stay in good health. Everyone needs to be wrapped in cotton wool. Can't go anywhere. Can't go on holiday. You know, proceed with caution for the next three years. But we've got them. Yay. All is well. So I I rung my cousin and, um, excuse me, I spoke to my dad and and all of that. And, you know, and you're just like, oh, I just felt so much relief. But, yeah, sorry, everyone. That was a really, really long story. But... (laughs) But I think it was probably the most harrowing thing that's happened to me in a, in a, at least one good month. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! But it's because it's it, it, such a shambles. It though. is. It's, it's such like a, it's always like a big national moment whenever whenever there's been a Peter K tour. Like since, like oh you my say, god, yeah, I've we, never seen a country rally together <laughs> <laughs> like it. And do you know what was kind of nice? It was like it was like one minute to ten yesterday morning, and like you, know. you had friends like. Good luck, good luck. Like we were all going to off to war or something. Because Honestly, just knew it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, it was like the Hunger Games at one point. I was like, oh my god! Like everyone was sort of tweeting, like you know, good luck to everyone this morning. Let's hope we got good news. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's unfortunate. But I think it's easy for me to sit here and say and be like, just do your job better. But um. I think it's more like you already know that this is going to be mass yeah. nationwide panic. Yeah. Sort your servers out, guys. Come oh, on. No. Like, mm. Get a few more in still. Plug a few more wires in. Come on. Like, I, want... I know I have no clue what I'm talking about, so I apologise for anyone <laughs> who works at um, any ticketing sites. But do you know what? Mm-hmm. If you're a ticket touter, I'm oh, saying this gosh, on our podcast, fuck you. Yeah. Because, because the amount of people I've seen, like, I'm reselling 10 tickets and they're like 500 quid each i know it's, uh, and it's every time so if, you, I, if you are one of these people i hope you have bad sleep forever <laughs> that's what i wish for you it's so frustrating because i think with this one because the i don't know about you bit but i can't remember the last time i saw tickets to anything that went for like less than 40 pounds so like me and my family we got yeah. we got managed to get those like lower tier tickets and i thought mm-hmm. i can't I, I couldn't believe that that they were actually that they were there. and we're not going till 2024 anyway ever so we, we didn't get in the first round <laughs> Love of, that for us yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't get in the first round of tickets either no uh, I, I literally going in 2022 are you mad yeah <laughs> that's not gonna happen i got i put i got in the in my basket and i ran my mama said mama said we've got tickets she was like oh right great i went in two years time <laughs> i was like yeah it, it, we're going the week my dad will be turning 70 around that week and said i was oh. like oh my god i was like well there you go that's his big birthday present for then yeah, we got tickets um so yeah so it's um it, i don't know it was i i find the whole ticket thing quite confused and i would love somebody to be able to explain to me you know like when you are putting like a holding area like what does that mean like we're queuing rob what tell me how does the queue work how 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 are you putting me in front of somebody i really don't i it can't be no, that straightforward I, like it's just it, i it's 
no, I'm completely with you on that. The thing that I also don't understand is, you know, when they have like pre-sale, Barclay card pre-sale. Yeah. Do you have five dogs pre-sale? Like, mm. how do these people reserve? Like, if you've got, say, you had one night at Birmingham Arena, right? Yeah. Then you've got seven pre-sales going on. General sale. It's like, how is anyone getting these tickets? I don't know. I don't know. It was just absolute madness. But you know, we've lived to tell the tale. We're here now. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just an absolute nightmare. But I found like a lot of, you know, my mates who live up north were getting them like no dramas. It's because there was like, about you seem 50 to get dates. yours really easily. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is northern, so that does out. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And then us, us, like, us Midlanders, we were like, fucking hell, can't get up. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's 2025, Feb 2025. Right. It is a Friday night, so that's great. Yeah, be fine. <laughs> Thank God. But, yeah, sorry, everyone. But I feel like just for mine and Laura's cathartic needs, yeah. yeah, we just needed to air that out. And, and you know, we can listen, listen back to this specific episode and be like oh my god do you remember that time where we spent again, well I spent eight hours trying to get these I know like literally tickets. just for everybody listening I had a text off Vic at like what must have been like eight o'clock in the morning yesterday and it was yeah. like um I'm just gonna like sort of preface this with uh we might have to postpone the podcast today and then the last text I got off it was like 8 p.m that night it's like I, I got them I finally got them oh, I cannot believe this this saga has gone on for this long I know. I felt so bad. I was like, I just, I was like, I need to tie this in a bow for her. Like, because I, I feel like in the middle of the day, you were probably thinking, oh, Vic, I could see her now. She's got, you know, I can old move. I can old checking. movies when they have like, you know, um, in old Disney movies when they had a stick with like a red hanky on it, <laughs> like me walking down Pingu the road. Stick. <laughs> yeah. Just like really, really sad. And then I'm like, bloody back from the ashes, girl. Like, come on. <laughs> Oh, um, I know. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, what it, a drama. It was a drama. But can I just, b- before I realise that we've been talking about Peter Kay for 15 minutes on the Twilight podcast. Sorry, everyone. Can yeah. I just interject <laughs> with something else? The fact that you mentioned Please before do. that Christmas, Christmasing your house or Christmasifying your house. Yeah. Uh, is your tree up yet? Well, <laughs> let's have another 20 minute conversation about this. So I love we're this. going... <laughs> Everyone rips the shit out of me for doing... I have two months of Christmas. It goes up like the 13th of November and it comes down the middle of Jan. Magical. I don't care. No more, no less. It's my house. Unless you're paying my, my rates, <laughs> or my, you know, my bills, I'll do what I want in my own house. Thank you. Um, but because we're going away for like three weeks on mm. Boxing Day, I won't get my full Christmas experience. So oh, yeah. we bought a little tree with mom, decorated a little tree. Um, and then there's Jace has got a load of our Christmas stuff at his work, but now we've got the loft sorted. It's gonna be arriving in the house within the week, so then it's gonna be even even more Christmassy. But you saw saw my um, my oh I would imagine you might have seen my story last night. I'm sat watching like a Christmas scene, doing my Christmas crosses with my tree on. Oh <laughs> like, no, you watching a Christmas film? No, oh. I am one of these people because I I don't know, but if about you and like our lovely listeners. I obviously I know I watch Twilight more than I've had hot dinners, but I'm more of a music person. Like right. I could I could never live without music. I could live without TV. Oh yeah. I mean you know living without Twilight would be hard, but I can play it scene for scene in my mind anyway. So and, and the soundtrack's great. <laughs> you know. Just to add that exactly. So, so you, I've I've got some some 
you know, I've, st- I've still got that available to me. <laughs> but um, so I just put on YouTube, like I'll type Christmas ambience, Christmas scenes, or or I do it like throughout the year with like a nice little window or, yeah. you know, you're in a bookshop with a fire on or something. I so do I that as well. <laughs> so, so I'm like, it just feels so cosy. And I got my candles on. Oh. You'll have to have a look when we get off the phone and you'll be like, oh my God, it's like Santa's grotto in Vic's house. In no, <laughs> I love, honestly, I, especially because you are going away and you're not going to get the full effect of it. I so understand that. Like, I think more so in like, the last couple of years because, like, when obviously all the things everybody's been through and you've been like locked mm. in your house and stuff, I felt like it was a bit more acceptable to decorate your house really early because people were just sad. So it was like, yeah, what's going to change? Yeah. Or, I know, covering my house in fairy lights. Um, and so like I See, feel some like some people at work they do it like in a bath. They're like, oh, I'll put my tree a week before Christmas or three days before Christmas. How can and you I'm enjoy like, it? What's the point? And what's the point of all that work? For and also, no like... that's the thing. And Christmas to me, Christmas is not really about actual Christmas Day. I want the whole of the Christmas it's period. Christmas is about all the other stuff yeah. that happens before beforehand like christmas eve 100%. to me is better than christmas day so i just i don't understand yeah. anyway like, as soon as i change my vinyl to luther vandross's this is christmas album oh. <laughs> it's booting off in the house as soon as i play track for the mistletoe jam don't even worry about it we're in christmas it's christmas right now i'm so gonna come to your house before christmas i need oh my to God, see please. this in action <laughs> honestly last year was like santa's grotto and um because our house is on the quainter side but it's absolutely stunning I love it <laughs> they were like oh are you going to get a little tree and I was like I've already got a six and a half foot up in the back of my car mate if you think <laughs> I'm if you think the Christmas queen is scrimping on Christmas I don't bloody think so um, and there's not a spare branch on that tree but yeah it's 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 you know we'll come back with more of a bang next year but I'll um, I'll send you a photo of my little tree later it's got all like um, sweet decorations on Aww. and there's like a donut me tree topper it's so cute <laughs> But yeah, anyway, sorry everyone, 20 minutes in, we talked about Peter Kane Christmas. I feel like this is the point where we need one of those little jingles to separate the section of the show. Now on to actual Twilight yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, the bullshit and the actual thing that people turn up for. But you know, it, this is just who we are, everyone. Yeah. This is just how it is. And if we spent half the episode talking about other things, who cares? It's absolutely we fine. We don't want to be, yeah, You've we don't want to be too corporate on the show. You know how it, you know how it happens. Yeah, episode seven. You're too you're too deep now to think this is when things get serious. You know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's let's begin. Let's get into it. So I'm we're sure. going to be talking about book versus film mm-hmm. um, differences, things we wish we would have seen. Obviously, I think you and I have spoken before about you know, a couple of instances that we would have liked to have seen on screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a perfect world, I think our version of this movie would have been about four or five hours long. <laughs> but, you know, we can't always get what we want, can we? We can't, but just to, just to, <laughs> just to say this, so I went to Go an on. outdoor screening of Twilight for Halloween, so a few weeks back yeah. now. And I must admit, so, like, I've talked about this a million times, but, like, you know, I first went to see the movie with my sister, but she's not, like, remained a fan or anything like that. She's not, she's not particularly bothered about Twilight, even though, like, she she loved that first film mm. and, you know, the whole everything around it. Anyway, um, but she's not interested anymore, but she came she came with me to, to see it, and when we came out, she was just like, that film is not long at all. And I, and I really want to say, is I think it's such a well-paced movie. Like, there's no filler in that 100%. film whatsoever. No. Like, you literally just, I, I, you know, when you, by the time you get to, like, the bit, with, we talked about this before, like, but how quickly it happens for you to actually be able to see the Collins and then, you know, mm. you're, then you're in Port Angeles before you know it and then you're in the uh, in the baseball scene and blah, blah, blah. And it just moves along so, so quickly. And I just, so sorry, I just wanted to say that as much as I'd love it to be a five-hour movie, I also love that it's so perfectly timed. Anyway, 
Yeah. But yeah. Absolutely. But we'll get on to that. <laughs> Sorry. Later on in the show. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I know. I know. No, um, no, 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 no. That's no smite on you. Like, we just we just love it. <laughs> Can't help us out. <laughs> but as you said, there, there are things that, you know, we would obviously like to have seen in the film and then other things that we prefer and, and vice versa. But yeah, let's talk about some of the, the key differences then. So I know that everyone is listening will have their preferences on whether they prefer the book or whether they prefer the movies. And, you know, mm. some people feel very, very, very strongly about that. But I think, so when we were looking into, into doing this episode, and obviously we've had to reread um, the books most, more recently. And then, of course, because we've read stuff like Midnight Sun um, and we, we tried um, Life and... <laughs> <laughs> Do we uh, talk about this now? <laughs> do do we? <laughs> I mean, we can't look right. Respectfully, uh, yeah. Leading with our best foot forward, mm-hmm. we obviously we you know we've had the Midnight Sun episode, episode four. That was a long one. That was a my bum's hurting from sitting on the seat kind mm-hmm. of episode. Um, obviously, we've really consumed Twilight. <laughs> Anyway, but then in recent times, a lot. Yeah. So we thought life and death, good ep, good idea for the ep, another <laughs> book review, stunning, right? Now, Laws and I, I'm not trying, <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like a dickhead when I say this, but we're busy gals, right? We've got, got you know, to do, it's work fine. obligations, yeah. outside of work obligations, freelancing obligations, family obligations, you know. Just ticket obligations. Cro- just, yeah, like crowbarring in eight hours to get bloody tickets obligations. You know, the this, this, this slither that we can allow ourselves any personal time at all. So upon opening this book um, and getting a couple of chapters in, I just couldn't do it, guys. Mm. No, me either. And, we and that's no smite on, on uh, you know, anyone who enjoys the book. Obviously, we understand it's flipped on its head. We've got Bo Swan and Edith Cullen, all of that good stuff. But I think I just felt... I don't know about you, Law. Let's let's talk about this for a sec. I don't know whether I was just drained. And yeah. I was like, I've just... Off, off Midnight Sun and how I kind of felt about that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, I can't read this book again. No. <laughs> do it again that's that's how i felt because it wasn't but i think you got a bit further than i did I, I, I think i only got to like the first chapter and i was like respectfully <laughs> steph i'm sorry i can't do it babe i can't do it so i got about four not again <laughs> no, no, don't make me no not again uh, i got about four chapters in and i think you're right i think it's because we've had to consume so much in short, such a short space of time because mm. these episodes are going out like week by week now but we really did like you know just you know consume everything twilight and just in in the process of, mm. of doing this which is obviously fine this is what we wanted for ourselves um 100%. but reading that same story again it just felt like a bit more of a slog this time so i was like yeah i i, I know i know this happens i've just read it and even though i know we had our um our criticisms of midnight sun i definitely enjoyed midnight sun more than this because i do feel like it did open mm. up a slightly different angle um even though it's the yeah. same beats I, I feel like we did get to know um, some characters are a little bit better, whether that was a good thing or not in the end, because it made us really not like Edward. Um, but with this one, I think I also find it quite difficult to... I, I find it difficult to read the the perspective of these characters and not picture the characters that I already knew. Like, so even when I was, yeah. you know, reading... Um, I, I was trying to read it in... in 
um, Bo's voice, but I, I really couldn't. All I could all I could really hear was the voice I had for for Bella instead, and I, that's probably mm-hmm. my fault and not being able to separate the two. But I I, I think I, I suppose for me it just did he he just didn't really feel like an another like new character. That's all, and I just found it very difficult to. to, to did be... you feel like it was? Because obviously we knew kind of going in it was a reimagination. Is that the word? Reimagination? Reimagination? Yeah, we'll use it. Reimagine- Reimagining. Mm. It's Twilight Reimagined, <laughs> basically. Um, oh, sorry, I just, you know me, everyone, I can't speak <laughs> half the time. Um, but did you kind of feel as though uh, it was a situation where it was literally the names had been changed and not really yeah. the kind of attitudes of these characters have I really think been so yeah switched as well uh, yes because I, I I think less so less so with um with Edith because I felt like I could mm. I could see that a, l- a little bit more and, I, and I'm not too sure what it was but I just felt that that character was a bit more well-rounded and like some of the things that Edith would right. say I could kind of I could kind of see this person saying that whereas with Bo it just felt like I mean, I I'm not a teenage boy, so I guess I don't know like like how they would, how do we think and how they would say things. But a lot yeah. of the stuff I just thought I don't think this character would say this. It still feels very much like something Bella would do, and it just didn't feel mm-hmm. like you say it just felt like a substitute of the names and not really a substitute of okay, like well, if this is like a teenage boy, how would he be with his mom, for example, or like you know what, how would in the same way that Bella in the books is like quite a caregiver to to Charlie. Um, you know, would would he still be like that? I wish that I'd just done something just a little bit, a little bit different, um, just to really separate the two. Because again, I found it very hard to not just picture, um, well, what I thought was Bella's voice over this instead. Because, so no, because hmm. to my understanding, obviously, I got a little bit in, and I just, I think, I just can't really remember because to, I, if I'm right in thinking that Renee and Charlie remain the same, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. Which is, again, like, I'm not saying you would have a different relationship with your dad in that sense, but I'm like, I, would it have been more realistic if that had been changed as well for him to then dote on his mom more? Yeah, I thought the I same. don't, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that guys can't dote on their dads or whatever, but mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it obviously, you know, we'll be talking about this a bit more today, but it's like with the, the difference of you know, of Bella and Charlie, mm-hmm. she, in the book, she's, you know, she's always cooking in meals and, you know, is really, like you said, a caregiver for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, would you say that, could you say that Bo would do the same for him? But then I don't know whether that is always the case because I would imagine his temperament is ideally supposed to be the same as Bella's, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not too sure. It Obviously, is. I can't speak on everything too much because... I haven't read it, so I I don't really want to be like it's shit. <laughs> I haven't I haven't sat with it for for long enough. Um, but I think just I think I just felt too drained to really because that was the thing I was sort of like looking at it, and you know when you're not taking the words in, you're just literally re- like looking at lines of words. Mm-hmm. And I thought I don't really. I think this is the thing. I don't know if you're all the same in a way. I think because the subject material has always felt, you know, it's it's got that pull for me and you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to come at this with a negative head and think, oh, Christ, I've got to sit and read this now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like a, it, it might be, you know, it, it's not to say that we're never going to read it, but I just think because we'd kind of, in a way, given ourselves a time frame, I think that was why it felt more of a chore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to do that. 
So I, I, I felt the same. We I'm might just, revisit it at some point, yeah, maybe. Maybe, but I, like I even tried. So because I tried before bed like a few times, and that that is mainly when I would just sit down. Okay, right, okay, like I'm not doing anything else. Like just yeah. just just do this, and like I think I thought my best shot was a few weeks ago because like, I had like a long journey, and I was like, right, okay, like I can just sit. I can I can just read now because there's no distractions. I just couldn't be bothered. Like I just, I, I, mm. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, Vic. I watched a J Lo movie instead uh, on the plane instead of. I mean, this. it's a great movie. <laughs> I it really enjoyed it. I love you for texting me that because you know how much I adore that woman. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, she is, she is amazing. But I absolute babe. I won't go on about that film instead. But anyway, that that's just to give you a little bit of. That's it. for our other podcast, the J Lo podcast. No. <laughs> Oh god! No, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh. Um, but yeah, so we, we. I think because I posted the thing about life and death on the account, and I was like, I, I. Whether anyone pays that much attention would question it. I don't know, but I thought, you know what? We'll we'll address no, the the zero rumors that we've had, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> on yeah. the pod today, um, and just talk a bit about it because I think it it would have been nice to have done it, but I think I with everything else going on with us, I just don't think. We've it's we've had the space to do it, but no. you know, never say never. No. Any who's so um, I guess differences. <laughs> well, that does actually link though quite nicely to one thing I wanted to yeah, talk about true. with with um, the book because I think the way, in the same way that I find it very difficult to suddenly pitch these different characters with uh, you know just change names but pretty much the same character um, because when I came into Twilight, I came in from the movie rather than the book. I then found mm. it very difficult to read the book without then picturing the characters that I saw um, in the film and really just hearing their voices and then when I read some of the descriptions which you know the the way they look is obviously slightly different to the way it is um in the film I was I was like oh okay and I was just really pitching these characters as as that and that's partially because like, I know you're much more of a reader than than I am Vic and I I mm. I, I until very very recently actually I had I'd never read Imagine, except for maybe like a children's book or something like you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or something like that. But I had never actually like read um, read a book before going to watch a movie. I had always just watched right. a movie because because again, I've just never been like a, a, a massive reader, and mm-hmm. um, so I, I I was just never going to come into it with that anyway. And so I've just I guess I've just not got I, I I've just not really got much experience with that. So yeah, going in and then reading these differences, like the biggest one for me is that. Edward is supposed to have reddish hair and I would have absolutely loved well, that yeah. in the movie because I love a ginger and I think mm, it would have you looked... You do, you are very par. <laughs> and I think that would have been quite nice. I know that now we've seen, um, you know, with the, the kind of the pre-Beautiful Blue Filter shoots that um, there is that reddish tint um, in Rob Pattinson's I hair. I think the most you can see it in the movie is when they're in the meadow. Yeah, definitely. And then you know where they're led very awkwardly on <laughs> yes. grass. <laughs> Bless uh, their hearts. Um, uh, then you can kind of see it when the sun's on him there. Yeah. But yeah, it's not, it's not as sort of obvious. And I think because she really hammers it home within those pages. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of like, eh? Yeah. Where is it? I mean, the hair's still magnificent, styling. Oh my gosh! You know, yeah, definitely. Obviously, we don't need to go into that right now. But <laughs> we've, we've done our episode. We need to talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that is w- like one. I think with um, Sus, so I'm just going. I'm I'm forking off on forking out. You need to do um, it with Bella. I don't really feel like, for me personally, if I'm like throwing my mind back a bit, mm-hmm. um, that there was really kind of any 
kind of deviation in my mind with her. Yeah. To, to my knowledge that I was like, well, she wouldn't do that. I, I feel like, in a way, I feel like she was portrayed a smidge better in the film. Mm, I... Total, I totally agree that she was portrayed better. I think there, there are some differences in the fact that we just mentioned then that you know she's more of a of a caregiver to Charlie, and I think that's portrayed mm. much more in the books because you know when you when you watch the the films, obviously they're always in the diner, and every now and again you'll see her doing something in the kitchen, like you know she takes Charlie's plate and then she puts it in the sink and that sort of thing. But in the book, mm. it's always like, oh, I was cooking a meal for him, I was getting the, getting the shop, that sort of thing, and she's always like looking after him in the book, and I just don't. I don't think that comes across quite as much. There'll be comments, you know, things like, you know, you should cut yeah. down those steaks and that sort of thing. But I think it, it's it's definitely much more of, of her character in that. And it makes sense because I think we we yeah. we get a different side of Renee in the books as well. Like, I think Renee's much less likeable in the books than she is in the movies. Um, but mm, I think I that... I feel... Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, carry on. I, I think, I think that's, a, that's probably the main difference. And also, actually... I think she's so much more clumsy in the books than she is in the oh, movies. Oh, God, yeah. Like, oh, my God, like, uh, fainting at everything. Like, God. Yeah, and just falling over. It. Like, <laughs> and if it's loose and on the floor, like, she's gone. That's I know. It. Like, but Jesus. just going back quickly to the whole parent situation, mm. I feel like, yeah, in the books, they really hammer home that, you know, Charlie needs to be looked after. Renee is, you know... Unless she's wrapped in bubble wrap and cotton wool, she's going to just combust. Yeah. And it's like there seems to be, and I don't know why I've just realised this, but I feel like there's a lot of, there seems to be a lot of this pressure on her. Mm. And, you know, Edward's always like, she's so caring. She's so, you know, like you said, she's such a caregiver. She's this, she's this, she's that. Yeah. And then you sort of think, well, no wonder, like, every now and again, she wants to slope off in the woods with him because she ain't got to bloody worry about her bloody parents. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let her have an hour off on her own. Do you know what I mean? And it's like I don't, you know how, and I'm sort of glad in a way that that's not portrayed as heavily in the movies because mm. I feel like then it would just give this. Depending on how they shot it, I feel like it would just give this air of, like, oh, this this teenager's got so much pressure on her and all that. And I'm not saying that you know real life is not like that because it's definitely there's definitely people who have to deal with all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would have given it a bit of a different air and I think it would have just, yeah, it would have definitely shifted perspective, I think. I think so, because also it's the way that Edward looks at it in, in the book and, you know, as you say, oh, she's so and she doesn't think about, oh, my God, she's doing this because, you know, she thinks about other people and not herself, blah, blah, blah. I think it could have been very easy in the film for that to fall into, wow, this this amazing perfect girl who who does no wrong and it would have been really boring and quite I, I think I think the good thing about Bella being like quite plain and a bit of an you know an every person is the fact that you know as we like to do when we're younger and we're reading books you like to insert yourself you know into the book as that character and I think mm. it would have been I, I, I feel like she would have been less relatable in the film had she come across as this like oh you know always thinks of other people you know does, doesn't doesn't do doesn't do wrong that sort of thing and I think I, I I think you know, like people believe that Bella comes across as a bit of a a weakling. You know that she, you know, she's not, mm. she's not. Which that, I don't agree with that well, narrative that's, personally. That's okay. what I was going to say. That she's that she's not a strong character, and and I think that had they had they lent into the the whole like clumsiness and the fact that she's so caring and blah blah blah, and she dotes on people. I think that well, on a mom and dad. I think that mm. I think that could have come across as 
even though it shouldn't, but I think that I think that could have fallen into that category a little bit more, whereas I kind of prefer that it doesn't lean into those things because I definitely think in the film she comes across as much more headstrong than she does um, in, in that first book, just because, um, you know, she's... In the way she's like she stands up to Edward when he's clearly lying to her and trying to gaslight her in the mm. hospital and that sort of thing. And I think she comes across like, no, I, they, I, I, I know what I saw. Like you're not you're not messing with me that way. Blah blah blah. And I just think it. In in the film, she's she's much more the person that I wanted to be rather than in the book. I'm not saying she doesn't yeah. come across as, as as still like being able to make up her own mind in the book. And I think a lot of that does come from the fact that she has a lot of stuff put on her, so she kind of has to be quite independent because you know it's it's put across that her parents just can't look after themselves, and that she's yeah, like you know like in the book they're literally yeah. you, know, you don't know how they're functioning through life. Yeah, like, you know, just, it's it, it's kind of it's kind of weird, and I don't know whether. I don't know whether in some senses, you know, when you write, sometimes you insert parts of yourself into into certain things. I've definitely done that in some of my books, but it's, you know, it's never with... The, for some reason, it's never with my main characters. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a love interest in one of mine, and it's, like, he loves British game shows, and I'm like, that's just all, that's all me, that. Like, <laughs> like it's not enough. So I know this. Whether, yeah. So I don't know whether, like, Stephanie kind of... I, obviously I don't know but I don't know whether there's elements of like oh she's such a caregiver she's so nice she's so this she never really looks after herself like I don't know whether it, there's a there's an element of that to it yeah um I, I don't I don't really know obviously I can't confirm that but I, I think it's this for me it's this thing of um and this is just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. Again, I did disclaim that at the start of the podcast, everyone. <laughs> but I don't know whether the, the, there sometimes seems to be this conflict of personality with with Bella in the book. Is like I'm so I'm so nice. I'm so caregiving. I'm so this. I'm so that. And then you know there are there's not as much as in the movie, but there's elements of her sort of standing her ground. And then there's the elements of her being this clumsy pushover. So it's like there's constant. I don't know. Obviously, we're all multifaceted people, but I think there's parts of it when you sort of like, I don't feel like... Obviously, you're a teenager, so you don't really know who you are at this point, but I feel like she's much more, like you said, much more headstrong in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And has has a greater sense of, of self in that. And obviously, you know, we know that she, she behaves around Edward in a certain manner, mm-hmm. especially in the hospital scene and what mm-hmm, have you. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's... <sighs> In a way, it sort of earned its place at that point in the film, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas in some parts of the book, I'm sort of like, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm left with more questions when I read her character in the book as opposed to as I'm viewing her in the movie, if you see what I'm trying to say. Yeah, definitely, because it's also the fact that in the book, like you realise Bella's not actually described. Of course, she's not because she's, she's the narrator. It'd be a bit weird if she said, like, and I was wearing a green peasant top and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wearing an Alice band. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not, because she's not described, like, you do have to make up a lot of stuff. And I know that's, like, the magic of, of, of reading something. You you are supposed to you are supposed to be able to do that. But, um, mm. yeah, I think it does, it does leave stuff open to interpretation. But that's kind of what I meant before, you know, when I said that she's quite a a blank character really and you can project sort of whatever you need to on that um although i was looking at i was looking at a list um you know when you see have you seen where people have done um like a 
whatever it's called like an AI generation of what uh, what the character's face is from Twilight yes, would look like if you used the book descriptions that. and like you know yeah. the one from Bella it was just using a description that, that, that like Stephanie had put on the on her website to describe what Bella looked like um, which is and basically it, Stephanie <laughs> yeah well it kind of is yeah to be honest it, it, yeah. it's sort you know it's the the long straight dark brown hair sort of thing like brown eyes and she does I think from the description you would think that she does look like Kristen Stewart in that movie. Like I, I do, mm-hmm. I do still think that she is that she is perfect in that in that role. Um, I do think as well. Sorry, just to no, no, crowbar in there quickly. I do feel like Kristen has, and I know this is probably a really obvious thing to say, but I feel like she really hammered home a different side of Bella that I really loved mm. because I feel like, especially you know when you know that she's had the accident with Tyler. And she sees Edward, Rosalie, and Carlisle in the corridor having a having a conversation, mm-hmm. and she sort of, you know, I know what I saw, really, really standing her ground, and I feel like she's brought a a bit of that grit to it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I don't know whether, and obviously there's millions of other actresses out there. I don't know whether it would have had the same. I don't know whether it would have been the same end result had another actor portrayed. No. Um, Bella, because if you see what I'm trying to say. I think I feel like Kristen brings a bit of a weight to it. Yeah. Um, especially in some of those scenes, like how how like visceral and gut wrenching those screams are when she's in the ballet studio with James. It's so I I feel like it's it's so well done, I, and I think she does a really really tremendous job of that. To be fair, I think this goes back to something we've talked about before, where you know it's these actors obviously quite young at the time but just taking mm. it very seriously like you know yeah. not knowing what this is going to be in the end and how we know it's brushed off now as though twilight you like twilight that same but um at the time to throw back there love it. <laughs> link in the description um love it guys we'll drop it below <laughs> <laughs> um but you know i just at the time just really taking it for for what it was and just you know mm. putting just taking the material seriously because when you well again something we've talked about before if you do boil it down it's just about it's about being a teenager and those kind of it's obviously very um very much um very much the extremes of the, of those feelings but i think that mm. i think that that's what's nailed down very very well because it just feels quite authentic and also just to put it out there like Kristen is just she's just cool <laughs> and that's yeah she just has that way about and that's just quite helpful because again for someone like bella who can come across as very plain and she is supposed to be mm. plain because it's supposed to be like who doesn't want to be that girl that turns out a new school and the fittest boy in the school ends up falling in love with you well, like, yeah who, who doesn't want to be that person so it's very easy to keep her just quite um you know like in someone that anyone can project themselves onto because you want that for yourself um but I think just adding that sort of cool factor just just make her even more. I, I, it just rounds her out a little bit more. It makes her even more appealing. It kind of makes a bit more sense as to like, it, you know, as to why that she would be so appealing as well. I know that obviously it's down to this like this animal instinct, but um, mm. you know the fact that she does have this like something about her and she's she's just really yeah. got that in in that role. She does hold her own mystery i think and i and i do think as well with Kristen being the age that bella was obviously supposed to be in the books if yeah. my memory serves me mm-hmm. i think because sometimes that's quite rare for for you know films and studios to do that's one of my favorite movies fired up and it's like the the two main guys in it mm. that i think they were like 27 28 right. playing like 17 year old <laughs> lads so it's kind of like it's it's sometimes rarer for for actors to be characters ages so i definitely think that I I would assume that sort of 
help contribute to to Bella as well because at at the end of the day you know she's going to be portraying someone at the age that she's at now Mm -hmm. but then I still feel like she brings this sort of I don't know this air of like old soul to her as well but then I don't know whether that's due to obviously you know the trauma of having to look after her parents (laughs) all the time um so I, I don't know whether those those things get brought into it maybe I'm just reading too much Maybe I'm reading in between every single line, you know? That's all <laughs> I don't know if I'm just thinking too much. <laughs> That's how our podcast used to end up two and a half hours long. <laughs> it's true. We're like, hmm, that, that one strand above the Alice band, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a BuzzFeed list about it somewhere or something. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, can, just talking a little bit more about comparisons between main characters. So, like, we mentioned yeah. um, Edward, and there's another thing, not so much about how he looks, but... Um, how we don't really get to know that much about um, his past in the movie. Like, you know, in the in the books, we kind of learn that this is actually... Um, well, we do later on. Um, but we, we kind of... We don't... We know that he wasn't always a vegetarian, um, but we don't really know what that actually means in this first film. And I think I kind of like that it goes more into it in, in the books, really. You know, you kind of understand, you know, mm. they, 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 they fed in the blood of... of um, of criminals and um i think it just rounds him out just um just a little bit more like you get more of an understanding of who he is and we've talked about this in midnight sun you know he's so bloody tortured like to a point where you're just like oh my god like shut up get over it yeah, <laughs> yeah. like um you know but it's it, this whole like i'm a monster i'm a monster and you don't quite i feel like in the film you know and he's like this is you know this is the skin of a killer bella you don't quite yeah it's i think that's why it feels more hammy because you've got no and this is the thing i always try and see it from say your eyes in a way because it's like if you're coming into this without having any previous context or any kind of marinating with these characters prior to that moment yeah. you're like bloody hell he's a bit of a drama queen well isn't he? that is what it was with, with me because it, you know I bet you were like what is he going on about I mean but let's like be honest Swarovski crystal <laughs> I think at the <laughs> time I was just sat there like oh my god he's so fit <laughs> yeah yeah you were like smitten at that point so you're like he could say anything and you'd be like yeah, um, probably missed half the movie really. Uh, so yeah, I, I I don't I don't know how much I was really sat there thinking at the time like what the hell is going on. I mean I, I know no I, I I think I know that it was it felt cheesy um, because like again I didn't really understand <laughs> why it was so over the top and then obviously again you get the details and you realise why and it, it's there anyway because you know he's he he does blatantly say I've killed people before but he doesn't go into like who he's killed and you know what the circumstances were so it's not <laughs> I don't care yeah yeah I don't care come on girl <laughs> yeah. it's it's not like I know, it's... I just said what I said about it but I'm like B.A. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say but we wouldn't let's, let's be completely honest here. Like, yeah yeah sure yeah, true, whatever yeah. it's fine cool absolutely yeah <laughs> sparkly shiny things thank you um yeah yeah so I I think I didn't really I didn't really question it too much, but but it was a bit like, okay, that's a bit that's a bit confusing. So it is better to have more context um, in the book, and I just um, I, I I do like that it just gives him a bit more. There's just a bit more meat to, to his character to understand that because I quite I quite like that as a because one of the most mm. interesting things about Twilight is the fact it's very clever the fact that they are these vegetarian 
vampires who decided to live this way of life because they don't want to they, they don't want to be monsters they want to live this way and then knowing that it was, there was a choice where he spent years you know feeding on like criminals blood i think even that's interesting as well because that's like you know okay well i don't want to be a bad person what if i just do it with these people then you know it shows he's he shows yeah. he's, he's, he's always kind of had that conscience um so mm. so i we're just talking about that really quickly yeah Sorry to interrupt. I know we're not there in the movies yet. I can't think which movie it is. Is it Eclipse or Breaking Dawn? When he's like, he, there's the flashback of, you know, um, he's at the cinema. Yeah. He's talking to Bella about the past. Yeah. And I feel like, again, if, you, if you're if you only watching the movies, you're going to be like, why hasn't this come up before? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know obviously we have to keep pace up and there's only certain things we can we can marinate with at the at the time. But you know when you sort of think why why are you talking about this now but then i suppose that's another good thing if we're talking about backstories mm. we can talk about alice yeah <laughs> nice while we're here <laughs> so this is another thing for me coming into it very i'll say blind because you know having just gone straight into the movie so yeah knowing that in the book you get a bit more of alice's backstory that's so helpful because in in the film it's not made clear like the um how you know how certain characters came to meet each other it's certainly not made clear about the whole different surnames and that sort of thing because when i first saw the books i was like oh what you know like the fact you've got the hails and it's just i found that quite confusing when i when i eventually came to it because i obviously didn't put those things together because i really i don't think it's put across like at all in in the movies that there is that the only no because i think i feel like the no there isn't is there Mm. i don't think I Not to say so. about um, Jasper and Rosalie, anyway. Yeah. So I, I remember finding that like quite. I was like, oh, okay. I, I didn't realize there was that connection there. So, so it's it's nice to get that bit of backstory um, about about Alice in the in in the book. And I think that also explains, even though Alice is just a great character, you know, there's so much love for Alice, like you know, online and in the mm. community. I think because she is given that more. Um, her time in the book it does explain why she is such a, a beloved character because you do get these these um, extra details and you know how how she came to to be with to be with Jasper and um, I think it's a shame we didn't we didn't see that but again I think it's something we've talked about before if we could see like an extension of the Twilight universe what stories we'd like to see and you know I mentioned I would like to see more of like the, the other Collins stories played out on mm. screen and that would be a, I think that would be a nice one to do just because we love Alice anyway but um, 100%. But I do think it's it's odd for... Because obviously in the first movie, Alice, out of, out of all of the secondary Cullens, mm. as it were, has got the most lines or the mm. most involvement with anything. Yeah. So you sort of think, okay, so she must... In my mind, going forward, I was like, well, there's got to be a point where, you know, we, we dive into Alice's, like, tragic story and, and all of these things. And I do... I know we're not really there right now, but I adore rosalie's section mm, yeah and and seeing that i just wish it was maybe an age rating up and we could have got a bit more oh yes yeah. into it yeah if you see what i mean mm-hmm. um and obviously then we have jaspers and it's sort of like i do always feel a bit bad for Emmett because he seems like he always gets marketed as the quote-unquote joey of the group yeah <laughs> um and it would be nice to sort of spend a bit more time with him obviously again it's there's you always want more of what you can't have but i i do think it's a bit wild to me that for such a fan favorite Mm. in the books in the movies and just again like i said with more screen time in general look at how much she was in new moon Mm -hmm. um 
you know, Ashley Green out of all of them, I feel like has had the most screen time. So it's like, why wasn't she then given the chance to tell that story? And I think even in, on the Twilight effect, I think that was that's been been obviously spoken about, hasn't it? Yeah, and I, I think it, it may have just been the fact that, you know, I know that there was obviously more books, but maybe it was just, okay, we just need to concentrate on this story. And I think that, you know, once you start yeah. giving their backstory to one, you feel like you've kind of owe it to the others. And I think it, it's... I know that she had the most screen time, but that's as time went on. And, uh, you know, part of the Unless that's we... maybe a reason why that she didn't end up getting that, um, you know, the full backstory telling is because... I guess if they chalked up the screen time, they'd be like, well, you've had the most anyway. And and I don't know whether these things factor into it. Also, I guess it is a bit of like, okay, well, you know, if this does well, we will have more movies. You know, there will be time to tell this story. And I suppose they do also wait to see which characters people resonate with too. I mean, I've never made a movie. I don't understand. But, um, you know, maybe that's because we don't get, as you say, we don't get Rosalie's backstories are very late on. And just from stuff we have heard on the Twilight Effect podcast, um, you know, when... (sighs) When we finally had Nikki Reed come on the Twilight Effect podcast and she was talking about the the backlash that she got from fans because people just did not like Rosalie because yeah. they they didn't understand why she hated Bella, you know, why she why she came across so cold and and mean all the time and and then obviously when we get her back so you're just like, "Oh, like okay, that's 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 why. That's why she's the way she's it's totally understandable." I mean, you've mm. obviously mentioned this, you know, like we're like yeah, you would be a bit like, God, seriously, my brother's brought on this girl and you've just turned our lives upside down. Thank you very much. Um, but we know it's not just yeah, about that. Um, it's, it's, about, no. it's about a lot a lot of things, like very, very like complicated and very disturbing things as well. Um, so it's about, it took all that time. And then, you know, from that podcast, you know, we learned that people reacted to her differently then, like after that, because like, okay, mm. we, you know, we don't hate this character so much because it must be awful to be an actor and play a character that isn't liked because people will project those feelings onto you the real person this is this is the thing because i feel like people get so invested in these stories in these characters that those unfortunately those lines for some reason seem to get blurred even with things these sort of fantasy-led things yeah um and it's a shame that you know she's and it and it's quite clear like obviously i think nikki lives her life a certain way now and is is you know, focusing on more business end of things, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but I think that's, you know, when people are questioning the past or we've sort of think, oh, you know, b- before she went on the Twilight Effect, I know you and I had, had a conversation about the whole Comic-Con situation mm. and you sort of think, oh, I wonder why, you know, she doesn't really get involved. Obviously, everyone has their reasons and that's absolutely, you know, justifiable and what have you. Um, but sort of, I think after that conversation, yeah. I was like... I got it now. I, yeah. I get why. And I think, you know, even though, say, there's a, there, there could be a lot of love there present day, maybe the, you would still hold those feelings and I guess those anxieties of how are people going to react to me mm-hmm. because of because of my character. And it's just such a shame that people obviously have made her feel like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the fact that she even went on the Twilight Effect podcast at all, I was quite surprised just, you know, from... yeah seeing how separate she keeps a lot of her life from that. And she obviously explained that, and I thought that was just really honest and totally understandable mm. because it's it must be awful to try and balance that. You know, they, they don't they don't hate 100%. me, they hate the character, but they're projecting it um, on me. And, it's and, you, just... and you would feel like, take, uh, you know, I think anyone would take that personally, yeah. wouldn't they? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just while we're here with the whole backstory situation. Mm-hmm. Obviously... 
we're in a market associated with um, remakes and yeah. reimaginings. Yeah. I would imagine at some point within the next 10 to 15 years, we will see this happen again. Yeah. I don't know whether now we're going down the routes of, say, I've not watched it, but say things like American Horror Story, mm. you know, all of these kinds of tales. Do you think going forward, say it was made into a series mm-hmm. that, Alice's story will be told and Rose's story will be told in a far more harrowing way. I feel like it would. Oh, that's such, I feel like Alice's that such story would be so Yeah. Can you imagine like it would be Say so... say they did like a series on Alice or something. Yeah. Like talking about the time, you know, when she was in the institute yeah, and, yeah. and all of that. Like that would be so it would be so interesting. I think it would be really dark and quite quite harrowing to be quite honest with you it's funny because like I, I love american horror story and i think there's like each of these storylines have kind of played out in a way in bits of american horror story like and i think right. that, like that could do it even in sort of like a series where they have an episode dedicated to each character oh my god that's such yeah. a good idea like i would absolutely love to see that like it would be horrible and it would be like really dark but um mm. but I, I think you'd have to lean into that though as well like because it would have that's to be what i'm saying totally i feel like different. nowadays yeah because the audience like at our ages like where we we all were we were sort of older now I feel like you would you would get a brand new audience with it but I'd still feel like it would draw in people like us and be like oh my god what are they going to do with it because you sort of cherish what you've already got in a way yeah it's Um, it's it would be so interesting to see it would be horrible to see what obviously happened with Rose in that situation but I feel like the comeuppance of that yeah would be so good. Oh, totally. It, it's it's when I think about things like um like so I I grew up loving like Sabrina like I mean I still it's mm. probably even now still one of my most watched box sets. I absolutely just love it so much. And um the fact that there's been um a different series of Sabrina which is of completely just it's the same character but it's totally different in like every way i think i've watched like, a couple of episodes yeah. it's not my type of thing but that's got like a whole different generation of fans because tonally it's just it's just a different show yeah and um, but it it does as you say like that that amount of time has passed and probably would be probably a similar amount of time from when that show started to when the other one ended and um, you know you've gone from this quite light thing to this like i think it is much darker this it's still very teenage but much darker and and just kind mm. of doing something for a different audience and i think that that I, I think the opportunity definitely is there for Twilight because, as you say, enough time has passed. I mean, God put it this way, we're recording this weekend, um, which was 10 years since the um, since oh, the brain. premiere of Breaking Dawn Part 2. I mean, what? Honestly. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't, think, I don't think a lot of us have still recovered from that, you know, that, that moment. I mean, if you, if you, it's like fucking hell. If you want to talk about book versus <sighs> movie differences, Christ, I don't think any of us saw that coming. No, Jesus. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know we're not on that movie, but what a bloody moment that was! <laughs> that, that was that was wild. Yeah, because because obviously at that point, just while we're talking about it, I I still haven't finished it. I, I think I was like a good chunk before the end of that book, mm. uh, maybe like a hundred, uh, maybe like a hundred, maybe fifty pages. Yeah. So I was like, shit, was this actually in the book? And, and then, you know, when I'm holding two of my best friend's hands, they're bawling their eyes out. I was like, I don't think it was in the book. <laughs> like, 
I don't think it was there at all. <laughs> they seem surprised by this too. Yeah, I mean, they. Were, oh, I was like, "You're all right, you're all right." Like, like, crying their eyes out, bless them. It was, it was such a, it was such a funny moment. Honestly, but, like, yeah, I, ten years. Oh my god, I, I, I just can't believe it. I, mean, I remember it so vividly as well. I mean, we won't talk about it now because, you know, fingers crossed, we'll actually get onto that season and um, yeah, and talk crossed. about that movie. But um, I have so many like nice moments from that screen that I remember. Obviously, particularly that moment because mm-hmm. it was just such the, the gasp in the audience, was just like what just happened <laughs> i feel like it was such a good surprise for us all though because yeah. again i feel like at that point you know if, if you hadn't come to it reading the books you might have picked them up as you went along the journey or whatever mm. um so i think there was definitely something for everyone in that moment i feel like it's forged in so many of our like in fans minds of yeah. just arrow holding carlisle's <laughs> head and you're like not anyone but Carlisle. <laughs> like I know anyone but Carlisle. Um, but yeah, it's it is wild. But yeah, I mean, you know, I I feel like it, things like this could happen going forward in the future with mm. you know uh, series and and all of that. I, I wouldn't put it past anybody. I just it would just be an interesting thing to see where they would go with it or whether they would end up doing like basically the same as what they've done mm. I, I would like to think that they would maybe adapt it and, and focus on those things more but uh, you know never say never we'll have to have to wait and see <laughs> i'd be pitching that idea though Vic, if it gets really good well it's it's recorded now so i can i can <laughs> if ryan murphy's listening <laughs> yeah. you there you go. Mark, mate. yeah all right i'm watching you <laughs> um okay so another key difference in the book um, speaking yep. about characters is Jessica and Lauren so uh, mm. the combining of these characters into uh, the Jessica that we get in the movie which of course wonderfully played by Anna Kendrick um, yeah and so what what is, what is your actual opinion on this on, on the blend of these characters like does it matter like I, I so if I'm completely honest I think you need the juxtaposition of Angela and Jessica because I Me feel too. like if you had Angela, Lauren and Jessica I feel like it would be too kind of mean girly. Yeah, I think so. I feel like, you know I, I mean we've spoken about it before um, I'm pretty sure on the last step but I adore that friendship group and, I, and the camaraderie that they have all together yeah. and I think if you just threw because even though Jessica is like the quote unquote bad penny of the group I feel like they still gel really well. Yeah. And, and I feel like if you'd add another sort of bad apple to that kind of crew <laughs> with like at- attitude wise, I just, I don't know. I feel like it would, cause that's the thing. I feel like you've, you've got the elements of like the jock, the joker, mm, the, yeah. the mean girl, the, you know, and I feel like even though Angela is quieter, I feel like Bella definitely takes that, that, um, you know, the old school kind of movie, Thing of the shy quiet one yeah yeah. and i feel like if you threw this is just my opinion if you threw in another if you threw in lauren as well i mm-hmm. feel like it would just alienate bella bella's place in the group so much more and you sort of think if it's just this constant shit slinging contest mm-hmm. it's like well why would anyone be friends with them yeah do you know what i mean it like I, it, it, just in my opinion in, in that in that movie sense it wouldn't work for me mm-hmm. no I, I totally agree with you i think i think that character would it's kind of random, redundant, really, um, in 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 the movie because, as you say, it's such a it's such a perfect group of friends that do tick all those kind of typical boxes of people that you'd find in the 
in the the cafeteria at school um and mm. so i think that I, and i don't know if it's just because that part is played so well by anna kendrick because she is the bitchy girl but she's quite likable at the same time like you i think in the book you, you come across and like bella why do you even hang out with this girl like she's just bitter like, like yeah she's, she's just she's just mean and i feel yeah. like it, having lauren there it makes it more clicky mm. so it's like to me it doesn't work you'd think those two would pair off arm in arm and be like kind of the ashleys from recess if you see what i mean <laughs> And not that's such a niche reference. I'm I love sorry. it. So that is the second reference I've had this weekend to recess, but continue. Really? Oh, I love The other recess. one was Gretchen. So I'm such a Spinelli. Um and it's like, yeah, I feel like those two would like click off and Angela would be kind of with Bella and the boys and what have you. So I feel like this this way kind of works really well. And I know that, you know I that's the thing, I don't know. I don't know why she would have had the two, unless it's just, again, to add more characters into the mix. Who knows? But mm. I'm kind of glad that they amalgamated the two mm-hmm. and just had her because I feel like it would have just been too... Yeah, it's like you said. You would have been questioning, like, Bella, like, why... Like, sit on your own. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, and go and have your lunch in the toilet. Like, <laughs> why are you Aww. talking to these people? Oh, don't. Honestly. Yeah, Honestly, can we just have a moment? Are you really excited for Lilo's comeback? I, have you not watched it yet? <laughs> I haven't, but I'm desperate to. I, I literally, I switched it on the other day and then, because I was kind of like, I wasn't really concentrating. Basically, by the night I was having my tea and I was like, right, do I watch this yeah. on RuPaul's Drag Race UK? And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not massively paying attention. I'll put Drag Race on instead. And then I did pay attention. Um, but no, yeah. I'm going to sit and I'm I'm basically going to wait until like, I'm going away this week and I'm going to wait. That's going to be my treat when I get back. And that's going to be the thing. I'm going to sit, I'm going to eat a selection box and I'm going to eat, I'm going to watch Spinning. that film. So yeah, but I've watched, yeah. I, I watched the first five minutes of it the other day though. And Aww. just, just to say, the outfits oh my god amazing i just feel like you know i don't know everything you know i feel like there's a period bless her where she just wasn't doing well yeah and i think i keep seeing photos of her like on my phone and you know at the minute like she, i think she was on was she on jimmy fallon the other night and i sent a photo of her on that and she just looks really well mm. and you know and you just think oh i hope she's i hope she's doing all right like she, she seems like she's she's doing really well so yeah i'm looking forward to watching it because i feel like um it, she's kind of she's kind of back. Yeah, me too. It's so, weird because it's not. That'd be good. It's obviously not going to be a good film. Let's just put it out there because like, I love I, I love crappy I, Christmas movies. Yeah, I don't. You know, my mom, bless her heart, is obsessed with Christmas films. Like she was start watching them in July, Aww. and like she was round my house on Friday. We had to put this bloody one on on you know Channel Five or whatever. And you think, They're the best ones. Like, you, Sorry, but you'd always know how it's gonna go. Yeah, but she's on like Christmas Twenty Four, Christmas movies, Channel <laughs> Five, like all of it. She's she's got it online. So, you know, I. But I think that's the thing. Sorry, everyone. Tangent again. But I feel like this is the thing with a good Christmas movie. I don't feel like it needs to be. I think it needs to hit the certain beats, and I feel like it's definitely going to do that. And I feel like because a lot of us have grown up with Lindsay Lohan. Mm. I feel like it would just be a nice little bow for Christmas, if you see what I mean. Like, oh, it oh, is. Bless her, like, bless her heart. Look at her. She's doing really, really well. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know. I just, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel, um, 
I just feel like, go on, Linz, go on. I feel like it's it's the, the next tier of Christmas movies because you get the Channel 5. I was like, I watched my first Channel 5 one of the year it, last it Saturday. Is, so right. Like, I sat, I sat with yeah. my mum and then, right, <laughs> I was like, right, okay, what should we do? We'll put a Christmas film on. It was utter, like, it really was garbage. But you know what? We got yeah. the chocolate out and we watched it anyway. And, you know, it's just a nice way to spend a Saturday afternoon, isn't it? Watching Channel 5. Can so. I just ask you one question, though? Yeah. Just while we're on the topic of... Why... Are these kids in these films so fucking annoying? I don't... Oh, I don't, right. I literally... Like, oh, my God. <laughs> they're so annoying. Like, you know, there's always, like, the single mom or the single dad, like, I, trying to get them in a relationship with... with yeah. You know. Like, like, this, right, this is, this is what <laughs> is going to happen right now. We've got a woman. She runs a cake shop. It's under threat. Yeah. Immediately. You get the hot... The single guy coming in, yeah, with with the kid who's annoying as fuck, <laughs> and then she finds out in at the end of the second act that oh my god, he's his his dad is the is the owner of the company that's wanting to buy the bakery out. Yeah. Shit, I know. And then obviously Terrible. springs into action, and then the little girl or the little boy comes in the cake shop when. Let's say her name's Ali or Anna or something. <laughs> They're always fucking called Anna, aren't they? Something like that. And, um, you know, my dad didn't want any of this. And, you know, she gives us some sort of magical cake or snow globe and then it grants a Christmas wish and happy fucking days. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Like, they're I always mean, so annoying. That may have been like, the movie why? I watched last Saturday. <laughs> there, was one, there was one last night. I was watching something on iPlayer and then, you know, it automatically starts playing something straight away after mm. it. Um, and it was a Christmas film and it was called... The pun didn't even make sense. It was called Baking All The Way. <laughs> It's like, that's not it. Doesn't even really rhyme or anything. It's not like. Oh god. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to love a Hallmark movie, right? Oh, I love them. I mean, a Melissa Joan Hart Christmas movie is just one of my favourite things, just in general. Oh, I love it. So there's yeah. what there's some that like that are always on. My mom's favourite one is called I think it's called The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, and it's got Henry Winkler in. Oh. And that's not too bad. And then there's one that's I don't know what it's called, but me. It was like me, Mom, and Emily would come back from like. Um, dance class one night and it was on obviously because you know it's seven o'clock at my mum's house is obviously a Christmas film on um, and their names are Paula and Geary G-E-R-Y right <laughs> like Geary um, and you know she was snowed in oh, she's a business high flying business with with that dickhead fiance yeah and then she falls in love with Geary at this you know at the end or whatever yeah oh. yeah um, with this magical love story about the owners of the inn and yeah you know, you know how it goes, like all of that sort of stuff. The I, magic of Christmas. I think me and you, I think I may have told you about this one before, but there is one that Ashley Green is in, and I really enjoyed it. It's called, um, is it a charm for Christmas or something? Or it might be a. Go char- on, Ash. I'll have to have a look. I'm just, I'm just googling it now. I love that you're googling this so, right now. A little Christmas charm. It's called. Aww. And she teams up with an investigative journalist who's trying to find the owner of this charm bracelet just in time for Christmas um, and there's like of course like a, it's a charm bracelet yeah and it's so good and it's just anyway it's really cheesy Incredible. but it's a really good Christmas movie so you should watch it and tell your mum tell your mum to watch that one <laughs> to be fair mate she's probably watched probably. it probably <laughs> Because um, respectfully sometimes I can tune out when she starts telling me about another one that she's watched aww I know that sounds mean but she watches them all the time <laughs> Um, so I know, I know tangents yeah. are our thing, but how did we get onto Christmas movies? Like, oh, Lindsay Lohan, Speed and Bad. Lindsay Bear. Lohan. Um, mean Girls. Angela. Lauren and Jessica. And, yeah, there we go. Thank <laughs> you. 
Well done. That's six degrees of separation on this bloody podcast, honestly. Uh. It's an absolute joke. Um, sorry, everyone, but obviously Ep 7, you know us by now. Yeah. Um, but at least, you know, it's not like Ep 2, where 40 minutes we just chatted. At least we've had like peaks and troughs of, yeah. of you know, deviation. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about the title of the Ep. What about Seattle? Mm-hmm. Why didn't we get to go there in the movie? I just... I don't. I mean, I don't think it really matters that much, to be honest, that we didn't because, um, again, like we said at the it start, it doesn't really move the plot no, forward like really that there's much. No but filler. I think it's just more because it's more time with them. Mm. Yeah, you know, I could just imagine them on the plane and how awkward they'd both be. Do you not think it's probably because some of that would have been quite hard to film? Um, like hundred percent, yeah. Just logistics. And realistically, thing. I feel like, you know. Because, I mean, no, I'm just thinking, mm, no, no, it's sunlight, not just normal light, otherwise it'd be glowing all the time. But this is what I... if it goes for a body x-ray? Yeah, <laughs> this is what I think, because, you know, you can't, you can't think about it no. too much, but... oh my God. Go on. Would that even come up? If he was in a body x-ray, would they, like, see his heart or any, like, well, heart moving? Well, this is the thing, because there's a few plain <laughs> moments in Twilight that we have to just kind of accept and move on with, because... Yeah, Yeah, true. like, you can't imagine that whole airport scenario of them being stuck in a queue in an airport... And, you know, just looking <laughs> inconspicuous. Uh, I think you just have to... I mean, this ties back into Robert Pattinson at an airport, doesn't it, really? Is he is he got oh, his yeah. celebrity... Uh, does Edward Cullen have a baseball cap and sunglasses on? Oh, my God, I hope he does. Um, in, in his airport celebrity disguise. Um, and then, like you say, <laughs> go for the body scanners. What's even going to show up on that thing? Like, some alarm bells are going to be raised there. He's definitely getting searched. And then, um, you know, yeah. getting on the plane. You don't know. You know, the amount of times you have to get on a plane, we actually have Sniffer to walk dogs. outside yeah. first. And, you, you know, you don't, you know, you have to go down and walk up the steps. What if it was like, what if there was some kind of sunlight? You just don't know. And is that bit on a plane as well? Sorry. Uh, but, you know, when they say, you've got to put your blinds up now. What if the sun just, yeah, like, well, came honestly, in? Honestly, yeah. So. Honestly. Anyway. But then does that get talked about? That might get talked about. Oh, I does it? Okay, well, there's like Maybe. there's at least three plane journeys that we have to deal with, and because there's that, there's going to visit Renee, and then, then... oh, don't even talk to me about visiting <laughs> Renee. And he's like, oh, I'm just gonna sit in the house <laughs> in the conservatory. I know, yeah, right, lad. I know. It's it's like you you're trying to convince her mum here that that you're normal. <laughs> I suppose uh, it's, this is again. It's this whole thing of like, oh, Renee's so ditzy, she'll go with anything. Yeah. Why aren't you getting in the pool? Why aren't you coming out? Like, if it was my mom, Christ, Mag would be nagging your ear off. Yeah. Like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Or even if they didn't at the time, it'd be questioned afterwards. Like, I mean, I'm glad that it is brought up. You know, she goes, he's very intense. That's like the mum way of saying, um, I'm not happy about this, and I hope you yeah. realise it yourself. Um, but I think that newsflash, yeah, <laughs> I think you'd get you'd get deaf of that conversation afterwards, wouldn't you? When he when he wasn't around, be like, um, yeah. you sure about this guy? He seems a bit odd. I think he's probably going to murder you. So mm. anyway, yeah, Sars. Um, but yeah, it w- it would have been nice to have seen, but I think that's just because you know, there's that uh, side of the romance in me that I'm like oh yeah. it would be nice to see them but then logistically I'm like Catherine's done a fantastic job and Melissa of keeping this pace banging the whole time yeah and like, it, no complaints about that 
and we basically get all you know all the kind of getting to know you stuff we get all that just kind of um you know because we you know when you see them in the meadow and it's like you know it's the, mm-hmm. the lovely music playing all the stuff and we just see them like talking to each other and just like any and the bit where they're in the bedroom oh, as well and stuff yeah. and i think like we don't hear any of those conversations i think it's quite nice to just be like oh I imagine they must have just been sat there like all day having this like, and it, it's all just played out in those little yeah. scenes you don't you don't really need the other stuff i don't think because it's just so heavily implied that yeah they just spent the whole day in each other's company just asking mm. questions um and just 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 generally just getting to know each other and i think i think it's just so well done in in that movie oh yeah um nothing you know would have been really awkward if was left in go on the finger biting bit oh my god and the fact that they they did film Mm -hmm. that though didn't they it's just i know i think you've seen like clips of it and it (laughs) it literally makes me want to get like it makes me want to gag i I only saw that for the first time this year in fact did i send it to you and i was like what i just didn't know this existed uh but yeah yeah, even when i read it i'm like no i just didn't know they filmed that and then i saw it it's just oh god it i mean don't run it's a bit like i don't know but it's not even that it's like <laughs> it's basically like she's putting a whole fucking finger in his mouth. And I'm like, mate, he's gonna bite that straight off. Like... <laughs> but I just, all I think is the actor side of it. Like, obviously, you know, we don't know if they're together at that point. We don't know if that's a thing. Like, yeah. it could be day one. I mean, obviously, how Catherine had them auditioning, like, yeah. you know, biting a finger, child's play at this point. Yeah. But I'm like, imagine filming that. Yeah. Like, I, let me just shove my finger in your mouth. It looks like, cause, because obviously we the bit that we don't see, it doesn't, because obviously it wasn't included in the film, it doesn't quite have, like, polish on it. I don't, like, the clip anyway. I don't think it, you know, you can, you can tell well, it. Well, no, it's got, it's got no, I don't think it had any filter. It's got no music. Yeah. So it's just literally awkward silence. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. And but then logistically, I'm like, how is this man going to stop? Like, she's going to end up with no hand or pulse. Yeah, I know she's just bothered, though, at the same time. I think it's well, no. like, well, this is this was my choice. Um, wow, true. Yeah, but it's just it's just very cringy and it's mm. a bit much as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, re- I'm really glad that... Oh, God, I can't... Leave it's my- really weird because, like, so- certain things, like, you know you're an adult and all of this and, like... It- it's it, you know on paper you're like oh it's not that bad but there's there's an element of seeing that scene I'm yeah. like, I literally can't watch it it makes me feel so it's, it's just awful it's I'm awful. like I can't watch it. I turn into like a prude with like <laughs> a cotton full length nighty on and I'm like oh my god I can't look at this my god <laughs> no it is it's, it's it's that's what I mean it's, it's I feel like about 85 I'm like oh my god um it's yeah. like I feel like for I mean I, I know that there's just some like quite you know like hot moments in the movie but that is just I mean, a bit yeah. like um imagine if you were walking the dog and you seen two people doing that just, like oh my god uh, teenagers yeah bloody kids these days my god <laughs> oh yeah Honestly. but there you go something Sorry about that. something we're like, thankful <laughs> for anyway um, yeah that never made the movie thank <laughs> god <laughs> um yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think like any other kind of key, uh, key like character comparisons really. Because... This is the thing, like we've we've probably missed like a fair few things, but I feel like these are like the standout things for you and I. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously, if we have missed any out, feel free to tweet us at Four Canal Pod, drop yeah. us a DM on um, Instagram at Four Canal Pod, or for your longer queries, Four Canal Pod at gmail.com. I they s- will all be listed in the pod pod notes, ep notes. Let's check I, those out. I suppose to to kind of round things off then, but like. I feel like I know the mm-hmm. answer, but 
Oh, okay. Are we more? <laughs> are we more movie or book? Ooh. See, you know me as one of those knobs. It's like I I read the book first, and the book's better. <laughs> but in this instant, I do honestly think the movie is a lot better than the book. Mm. I because agree. I just don't. Yeah, I do, I don't know. I just don't. It's just I know we've like hammed it up about it in this in this show today, but it's like the pace is brilliant, the characterization is really good. Mm. I don't. I again, like I know we've spoken about it before, but I and let's face it, we will again. But <laughs> I don't really. I can't really pick that much fault with it. No. Um, and you know how that they're portrayed and 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 everything. I feel. I just feel like it's. It's it's been done. It's an adaptation that's been done really well, and yeah. I and I feel like even though I'd read it at the time, I I wasn't, you know, there's a couple of things that I was questioning, but it wasn't so stark that I was like, hang on a minute, mm. you know, what's all that? Because obviously I'm I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, when they're in the car after he rescues her, mm-hmm. is when she in the book when she sort of had you know is on at him about what he is and and all of that yeah because obviously the the actual i know what you are and all that shit i don't think that's in the book no or it's or it's very different if it is i'm pretty sure it's not though but um but yeah so i I just think you know it it uses it as great source material and it but it's it's given it its own pulse i Mm. think yeah i i agree because those moments where you know there is because i think they're key moments that are different is the the reveal and then also um the first kiss is different as well um and so i just <laughs> yeah <laughs> i yeah i prefer it in the in the film though yeah definitely we've talked about this <laughs> <laughs> honestly like i feel for that rating of a movie you're like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the chemistry is off the bloody charts but it anyway is, um and as we said before but yeah um i think that yeah, I, I, I definitely, I think I prefer the film. I'm gonna prefer the film anyway because that was my entry to it. But just as you say, Vic, I think everything is so well done. I think that there's, there's mm. not really anything, apart from the few bits we've mentioned today. There's nothing really big that's in the movie that I think was, um, was missing that was from the book. And I never, obviously, I wouldn't have noticed it anyway when I first saw it. It was very nice for me, I think, to then go and read the book and then see these little bits I didn't know before. I'd like to get more, a bit more context on Edward's backstory and then find out a little bit more about Alice and just, you know, when you actually realise the family dynamic that you don't get to learn mm. about in the movie, that sort of thing. So I think I appreciated watching the movie and then getting this, like, extra information, like, afterwards. Um, so I... And, and those, those two scenes, I think that they the decisions in, in the film are just... I. I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really happy with them because we do get this like you know the very intense like you know first ro- romantic scene and then you've got the um you know the, sorry before that the the big reveal and um it just all works so so well and as we keep saying the, the decisions that were made there was to keep the pace going and and um it's just I just think that first movie is perfect and I wouldn't mm. say that about the book um. Whereas I think the film, I've said this so many times, but even though I know Twilight is, it is a series, I could happily just have that first film and that could be it for me. 
And I'm not saying that that's because yeah. I don't like the other ones, but if that was a standalone film, because it is so different from the rest, because um, like we discussed last week, you know, it's got its whole own look, or maybe the week before, um, you know, it, it just feels like its own entity, and I'm quite happy for that to be it. And again, I don't I don't feel that way about about the first book too much. Um, mm. So yeah, and that's no offense to the book. Um, no, no, no. But yeah, it's definitely the movie. For I think me. that's the thing. Every you know, everyone has their their favorite types of medias and and all of that. And I mm. think it it's just what resonates with you. I think, isn't yeah. it? And you know, that's no smart on anyone who prefers either or, or yeah, or both equally. It's just um, it's just sort of what kind of like I said resonates with you. And I think it's just been done really, really well. Mm. Um, and you've got those key tent poles in there, but. Mm-hmm. It's just it just gels really really well. So, you know, I'm definitely team movie with this one, which is so not like me. <laughs> I feel like we're getting to the end of the episode now, and I can't. I think we should do timestamps for this one because it will literally go from hmm, Peter K uh, drama to uh, Twilight comparisons to Christmas movies, um, just to a summary. <laughs> That's all this episode. <laughs> but again you know people the the people know what they've signed up for at this point you know we're at seven we've we've come into at one this this is just who we are Mm -hmm. you know i think i I think this is what i you know i'm grateful for us and the show and how we've kept kind of uh true to what we wanted to do it to because i think you know there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like sometimes you can kind of get into a podcast this is just for me personally Mm. and it feels very corporate it feels very you know we've got to hit every single beat we've got to hit everything we can't deviate from from the line of the topic and and all those things and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that i just Mm. feel like naturally i can't converse like that yeah no i understand Um, yeah i'm the same and i think it's just you know we want to have a, a good time as much as everyone else. So if we deviate everyone, you, you know, there is a 15 or a 10 second fast forward button for a reason. And I feel like we've really patented that with this podcast. So, you know, if it gets too much, feel free to skip it. Obviously, you know, get to the end of the app because, you know, we're very grateful. Yeah. But if you get a bit bored, you know, wad us on a bit and then we will get to the point eventually. But still like and subscribe, you know, wherever you get Absolutely. Your Five star rating only, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do really, really appreciate all the listens and all the feedback that we've received mm-hmm. and, and your ratings and, you know, the the responses to our silly polls. Yeah. Um and the ones that are on sort of Spotify and, and your other platforms and stuff. So we we are really, really grateful and just and thanks for always being so patient with us. <laughs> on these tangents but you know you know what you you know what's on the menu everyone so we're just grateful you stick along for the ride <laughs> so i guess uh, we'll say thank you very much for listening um as vic said if you like us and want to hear more subscribe if you get your podcast keep commenting uh, we're on social um at fork and l pod and then you can email us at fork and l pod at gmail.com uh, we love to hear from you and thanks very much and we'll see you again next week Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.